The Marine and the Hippie is a weekly conversation about current events aimed at presenting alternative viewpoints while looking for common ground. We are the Marine and the Hippie. Welcome to the Marine and the Hippie, season two, dialogue number 12, late bloomers versus early livers. If you're like me, you've probably had someone in your life at some point say that, well, Dylan, you are a late bloomer. Your time is yet to come. And to them, I say, nope, I'm not a late bloomer. I'm not an early bloomer. I am an early liver. And what I mean by that is that I'm somebody who's gone out to live my life as I define it, writing it the way I want to write it because, well, I'm the writer of my story. And on that road, there have been lots of bumps and turns and lots of beautiful colors because, well... I enjoy the rainbow, not the pot of gold. Now, pre-show, we were talking about the man, the myth, the legend, Kobe Bryant. And Kobe Bryant is the perfect example for us to dive into this topic. Kobe Bryant is the quintessential early bloomer. He found his gift. He took it to the, the fullest level that he could take it. He is arguably one of the best basketball players ever in history. And he died young. And he worked and worked and worked and had one of the strongest work ethics for one reason. And that was so that he could provide for his family and live out his days providing for his family and with his family, which he was not able to do. So he was an early bloomer who never really got to live. And that's what we're talking about today. The idea that sometimes we have to be measured in a way that, well, is uncomfortable for us. Probably the the best thing that I came away with from our pre- pre-show discussion here was that we uh, as a society we tend to push people to uh, follow paths that they are not necessarily suited for i think we talked a little bit about about this in the last show as well where we talk about kids going into education and not getting an education that they're best fit for because we believe that there's a certain way that the kids should be educated a certain set of information that the kids should have and if they don't they're a failure because they fail based on society's expectations of them rather than based on their own actual failure. And in our society, we do that same thing with work. So maybe we can even see this as a sequel to the last week's episode where we're going now into the the work zone and we say, well, you need to work 30 years or whatever at a job so you can get a pension, so you can get the house, so you can get all this other stuff so that when you're done working at the end of 30 years, you can live the life of, of happiness and travel and, 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 and joy and happiness. Well, the thing is, is that like I'm 45 years old myself and I've been around the whole world. You know, I've seen everything. I've seen everything you can imagine from the South Seas to the Middle East. I've been to Europe, you know, accidentally. I've been all over North and South America. I've been all over the Caribbean. So I've literally traveled the whole Western Hemisphere and a good portion of the Eastern Hemisphere, too. I lived in Japan for a year and a half, for example. And, I mean, I've I've been all over the world. I've written books. I've actually been in bands. I've been elected. I've been in movies. You know, I've, I've served the country. You know, all this other stuff that I, I could list off on my resume as being stuff that people would put off for 30 or 35 years while they're working so that maybe they could do someday. Maybe they'd like to travel to the Grand Canyon someday, you know, when I have enough money and time to do that. Well, I've done that stuff already, you know, and I'm only 45 years old. I've lived the life that everybody is working so hard for, and I didn't really work in in the sense that I didn't really earn a lot of money in my life, and yet I was still able to do all that stuff. And so in this case, I think that we were talking about whether or not we should actually you know, conform to society's expectation for us and work our life away 
with the possibility that we'll never, ever get to spend the fruits of our labor because we'll die when we're 65 from all the stress that we get from working. Or if we should just do it now, you know, come what may, work as much as we can or, or want to and try to enjoy our life while we still have it, while I am guaranteed to have it. Yeah, and, and one of the things that we're talking about pre-show, a good idea, was that the person who's living their life in the now, in the present, in the fullest, defines their life as they want to. The person who whose goal isn't the rainbow, but the gold at the end of the rainbow defines their lives by the amount of gold they have. So they need everybody to see and want the gold. Because gold, well, in my mind, gold is just another mineral. It's just another rock. doesn't really make a, a, a bit of difference to me because I don't find it to be the prettiest of rocks. I like quartz. It's simple, it's easier, and it's more available. So sometimes I think that we're... we're we're in a society in which, as Doc said, people are trying to force us to think their way. I am not against somebody who is looking to be an early bloomer. Kobe Bryant, you were the man. I am not against the, the, the person who just earned $10 million since the pandemic and now has a Ferrari or a Lamborghini, Lamborghini because that's what they wanted and that's what they needed and that's what their life has been about. That's super cool, but it's not my way. And I'm not worried about your way. Please don't be worried about mine. I'm a liver, not a bloomer. So we'll come back. We'll continue with The Marina and the Hippie, Season 2, Dialogue 12, The Early Bloomer versus The Early Liver. Hey, this is Dylan with The Marine and The Hippie. I'm The Hippie. Hello, everybody. You're listening to Marine and The Hippie. This is dialogue number 12 of season two, the late bloomer versus the early liver, or the early bloomer versus the early liver, depending on how we want to go with this. Uh, we you know, we come up with titles for the shows you know, at the very last minute, so uh, bear with us. We'll, we'll come down to something, whatever it happens to be called, when we finally produce it. That's what it is. We're talking about what society expects from us and this kind of stuff. And I think that a large part of that has to do with the needs and the interests of the people that we work for. Um, I was explaining this to my kids uh, the other week, a number of times actually. Look, you know, you go to work at 7 o'clock in the morning or whatever, 8 o'clock in the morning. That's roughly the same time that you go to school. You know, so what we're what we're learning from a very early age is how to get up and go to work on time. You learn that because you've been doing it for 13 years. You have a lot of experience with doing basic life shit like that. And so it's very easy for you to transition into the workforce. That's one of the functions of our of our school day is to teach kids how to be good workers and show up when capitalists need us to show up at their workplace. Uh, one of the functions of tests is not to actually ask you what you know, but ask you to regurgitate information that on command uh, when you're when you're put this information is put into your head and you're told to press B on a test, it's like pressing buttons at the you know at the at the place where you're working. You're told to press button X when when they need you to press button X. You do it dutifully, and if you don't, you screw up the whole operation. And you get punished for it. So basically, what you're learning from multiple choice tests, especially uh, in school, is how to be a good worker. 
and how to press buttons and pull levers when your boss tells you to do it, um, or else you experience some sort of uh, penalty or punishment. The same way with uh, you know living this kind of life where you're supposed to work and work and work and save and save and save and everything, you know, un- until you finally are too old to actually enjoy any of it, and you spend all your time in the old folks' home, you know, eating pureed food and playing cribbage with your old veteran buddies or whatever, whatever they do at the old folks home all the time. Uh, you know, that's what society needs you to do. They need to take the most productive years of your life and put it toward the economy rather than allowing you to work uh, for yourself and earn for yourself and live for yourself. Your productive years, your productive energy is supposed to be used for the economy. And in our society, the economy exists not to make society better. I mean, as altruistic as I'd love the world to be, it's not that. We exist right now to make uh, people who have money richer. And so all of your productive energy and your productive time and your productive years is supposed to go to make someone else richer. When do we start working for ourselves? When do we start living for ourselves? And I think that's the question that's actually behind this idea about the early bloomer and the early liver is do we live, do we work, do we do things for ourselves rather than for other people? And at some point, we got to choose ourselves. Well, not at some point, <laughs> now. And and the problem is that people who 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 are seen choosing themselves are viewed as being selfish. Well, then call me selfish. I I I, I don't mind. I don't take it as insulting that I'm putting myself first over a stranger of whom I have no interest or I have no knowledge. So sometimes I think we 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 we're, we're taught these these ideas and these ideals, as Doc said, to kind of build something as though we're building a better society. We're not building a better society. If we were building a better society, connecting to last week's show, we'd be finding everyone's bloom and we'd be allowing the whole process of education wouldn't be to learn how to press the button and play with the thingamajig, but would be to help each student find their passion so they can nurture it until it blooms, whether it's going to take them a lifetime or or in a short period of time, like like in in an athlete's case where they where it's either now or never, and that's how education should be. Not this idea that we we have to we have to walk we have to work 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 with the idea that well I'm going to I'm going to put in my time so at the end I'm going to get the gold watch or the the pot of gold. Well, one of the metaphors that Doc brought up at the pre-show was that a blooming blooming is the beginning of decay so the blooming is the end the blooming is the beginning of the end when the flower blooms it's not it's not the best part the best part is the watering the seeding the planting the watering the nurturing the, the seeing it go from just plain soil to a sprout to a stalk to whatever fruit or flower it is that's the process and for people like doc and i that's what we're that's the life that we're pursuing we're pursuing a life in which we're doing we're not waiting to do other things. We're doing what we want to do now. And not in a selfish way. I was a teacher. I had the highest growth in the schools that I worked at. I've been a pro windsurfer, a cyclist. Um, I've been all over the world, like Doc in the Caribbean, South America, Central America, North Africa, um, Europe, the Middle East, Asia. You know, I, I'm published. I, I have a master's. I'm educated. I'm well read. I have a couple tattoos. I have a couple bumps along the way. You know, that's life because I've, I've been living it. I'm not waiting to put it. I'm not waiting to take to take it off. 
out of, out of the closet to live it. I'm living it now. And if it's threadbare at the end of the day and with been eaten by moths as I'm wearing it, well, it was a good road because I'm, that's the life I want to live. I want to be the Sam Elliott character in Roadhouse, not the Patrick Swayze character in Roadhouse at the end of the day. Yeah, I just wanted to add one thing about the selfishness uh, comment. And I, I think that it's a fair fair criticism that this could possibly be seen as selfish. Yes, it is selfish in that we're looking toward ourselves. But the alternative is that we work for someone else. We're not working for anybody else's good except for our boss and for the stockholders of the of the company. And so basically what we're saying is we we live in a society where they're allowed to be selfish because they want us to work for their benefit. We're not working for our benefit necessarily. I'm working to pay my fucking rent. You know, in in a sense that's sort of selfish, but I put in especially if I worked in a corporation, I put in time not for my benefit, but for the stockholder's benefit. So why is it that they're allowed to be as selfish as they possibly can and demand my time and my effort and my labor? And I'm not allowed to do the same thing for myself. So I don't know how selfish that really is. Yeah, well, when you're when you're saying that, I'm thinking neither of us are selfish. You take care, you know, you have a good relationship with your ex. You you take care of your kids. You you know, you meet their needs. I meet the needs of my my family members. I take care. You know, I'm I'm always there for my mom. I speak to her on almost a daily basis. Take care of my dog. I'm I'm a good good and faithful friend to my friends and family. So these things are not selfish. These are not. These are that. That's not. These are not the acts of a selfish person. The acts of a selfish person are are someone who takes our time and doesn't give us anything in return. That's right. And 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 I I would also add one more thing is that you know if you are stressed all the time and you're constantly like having health issues because you're stressed, maybe you're depressed or whatever the case may be, you're not taking care of anybody. You you can't even take care of yourself. And this is not a condemnation of people who are depressed or have stress or anything like that. That's a byproduct of living in the society where you're not allowed to go to sleep without feeling guilty about it. Uh, it it's ridiculous. We're, we, we, we're told that we need to do all this work and spend all this time and everything like that doing stuff for other people. We're not even allowed to sleep and feel good about it. So we'll be back, uh, Marina the Hippie, dialogue number 12 of season two the early bloomer versus the early liver and we'll talk a little bit more about this issue after the break you're listening to the marine and the hippie i'm dylan i'm the hippie from turkey and let me just tell you Kolai Gelson, may it be easy. Peace. Hello, everybody. You're listening to Marina the Hippie, Season 2, Dialogue Number 12, The Early Liver versus The Early Bloomer. The Early Bloomer versus The Early Liver. And we'll get it one of these days. Uh, so before we went to break, we were talking about how how us living and doing for ourselves and taking care of ourselves is seen in the society as selfish. And I brought up the idea that people aren't even allowed to be allowed to sleep without being called lazy. I mean, if I need to sleep at two o'clock in the afternoon, I need to sleep at two o'clock in the afternoon so I can be like mentally present for the rest of the day. Uh, and it doesn't matter what happens. If I don't get that nap at two o'clock in the afternoon, I'm an asshole throughout the rest of the day. Cause I'm just tired and worn out. And so the idea that I'm not allowed to even like perform a biological function because I'm supposed to be alert and active and on someone else's clock and all this other stuff is it, it, it seems to me to be anti-humane, Dylan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I don't understand it. As a teacher, I was always the teacher with the most energy, 
And why did I want to have the most energy? Well, because I wanted, because uh, I worked with kids and I wanted to play with kids. I wanted to run around with them and be able to do more pull-ups and push-ups and sit-ups in them to just to have fun and, and to, to chase them and have them chase me and do whatever, because that's, that's the role of a teacher. Yet more often than not, you have teachers that are in, in, in schools who can't do that, who sit at their desk and point to the kids to do stuff, but they can't, they can't act because they're too tired and exhausted because they're worked too, too much to the bone to be able to, or they work too inefficiently or whatever to be able to chase after them. You see that, you see it in a playground. You go sit by a playground or walk by a playground. You always see moms and dads who aren't actively playing with their kids. They're watching their kids play, but they're not an active participant and they're unable to be an active participant because they're being not selfish by giving all of their energy to a company instead of to their kids. That, that, that is selfish because the parent should be able to play with the kid. <laughs> the parent, that's why you have a kid. The parent should be able to hang out and, and have enough energy to, to interact and rabble, rabble rouse with them because that's the joy of, that's the joy of hanging out with kids is that they have all this energy and we want to feel our inner kid not make, but more often than not today, we're taking the, instead of putting on our inner kid hat, we're trying to put on their inner adult hat. So we're trying to make the young fit our mold by putting them in front of screens and being told to just shut up and be quiet or to here's a video game so that they're they're subdued instead of out there up up and moving, which is what we should be doing. We should always be playing. We should always be running around. We're bipeds. And so we get back to this idea like uh, about living early. And this is one of the things that I've always really, you know, stressed that I know that people work five day weeks. I haven't worked a five day week in God in years. Okay. <laughs> I don't, I don't know that I'm really suited for a five day week, even though I, I probably am going to have to take a job that has a five day week, just because of the fact that there are things that I like doing way more than work. And I know that people will call me lazy for that or whatever the case may be. I'm a, I'm, I'm a very accomplished person and I put my energy to the things that I really care about. And at no time ever has that been work. Like I've never ever been like, boy, I'd rather really rather go to work than than sit on my couch and pick my ass. I think that I really would rather sit on my couch and pick my ass than ever do a day of work in the service of another person. And that that doesn't. It's not selfish to say that. It's it. What it is is to say that I have interests and. Me having to work, me having to work to pay rent, it distracts me from my other actual interests. You know, I don't like the idea that I have to, that I'm forced to go to work so that I can pay my rent. I don't like the idea that I'm forced to go to work so I can make money to, to, uh, you know, to buy things for, for people or whatever the case may be. I would literally re be rather doing anything at all. I would literally rather vote for a Republican than work. And that's saying a lot. And so, it doesn't make me selfish to say that, to say that I have interests. That's what human beings do. It doesn't make me selfish to want to exercise instead of working. But I can't do both because there are so many hours in the day and I'm required to spend at least eight, but more often than not, 11 of those 24 hours in the day at work doing stuff for other people. And, you know, that to me is rather offensive. And I would really rather live my life than have to work. And again... The person who's who values that pot of gold at the end and, and making sure that there's a lot of gold in it. I'm not a, I'm kind of against them, but I don't really care about them. 
They're not on my radar. They're not, they're not my type of people. Again, I don't really care about the gold. But unless they're, they're gold, that pot's growing. They're, they don't feel value. I don't care if their pot's growing. <laughs> I feel value in my everyday. I feel value in the journey, in the rainbow, in the ride on the rainbow. I could give a rat's ass about what's at the end. But they find the value. They, they only get more value if I'm adding to their goal. So, Doc, finish this off. We'll finish this off. Uh, I'll tell the story that I told Dylan before. I think Dylan rather enjoyed, even though I thought it was a pretty old story and, and, and pretty widely and well, well, well tread, well worn. So there was this guy that's apparently sitting against a tree, just enjoying the day, you know, just you know, looking up at the clouds or whatever people do when they sit against a tree, maybe closing his eyes or whatever for a little while. And a businessman comes across him and is like, hey, man, what are you doing? Uh, sitting, uh, sitting up here against this tree. And the guy says, well, I'm just you know, sitting here enjoying the day, minding my own business, living my life. And the, and the businessman <laughs> says, what, don't you don't have a job? And the guy says, no, I don't, why do I need a job? I, you know, I'm, I'm really just happy where I'm at. And the businessman says, well, you need a job so you can make all kinds of money. I mean, how do you live your life? And he goes, well, I'm living my life just fine right now. Is that, I don't know why I need all this money. And the businessman says, well, you need all this money so you can invest and make all kinds of money so you can retire. And the guy says, well, I don't need to retire. I mean, I'm sitting here right now just living my life. Why do I need to retire? And the businessman says, well, you retire so you can like go places and see things in your old age. You know, after you're done working, you can you can live your life the way you want to. And the dude who gets the tree looks at him and says, man, I'm living my life right now. I don't need to wait until I'm almost dead in order to do that. And I mean, it's a it's a pretty interesting fable. It probably involved grasshoppers and stuff like that back in the day when it first was written. But you know, it's an interesting fable that that I think more people ought to take to heart. You know, we should be living our lives right now, and if that means that the economy suffers, you know, because we have less people working in the economy, I don't really care. I you know, I hope the economy goes down the goddamn drain as long as people continue to live their lives. I just think that we have to we have to understand who we are. For the businessman, go to it, man. Work, work. Put on the tie every day. Do it, do it, do it, do it. Have fun. But if you're the guy who's, or if you're the person who's celebrating, sitting up against a tree, looking up at the sky and listening to the birds and watching the, the grass grow, good on you too. That should be a viable option for people, I think. That should be a real option. If that's where your temperament is, that's what you should do. You know, Absolutely. And you know, then you'll get into this whole idea of like, well, I shouldn't have to support that, but that's a totally different show. So maybe next week. Thanks for listening to the Marine and the Hippie season two dialogue twelve: Early Livers versus Early Bloomers. I am the Hippie signing off. Oh yeah. And I am the Marine signing off, saying Buenos Dias. <laughs> Ciao. Hey, this is Doc. And this is Dylan. And you're listening to Marine and the Hippie. For more information on the Marine, follow Doc at Supernova underscore Earth on Twitter and listen to the Supernova Earth Show on Spotify. For more information on the Hippie, follow Dylan at Gezi and Me on Twitter and read his blog at observationsfromthespectrum.org.